0: My sister do you want to be able to operate in the fullness of your calling without having to fear of doing the wrong thing or having to worry about what others will think are you tired of doing the back and forth thing of going all in and then later to realize you don't feel ready or it wasn't the right choice do you wish there was a way to feel confident in your calling and take actions that show god that you trust him my name is yolanda king a wife mom social worker and women's transformation coach After a lifetime of struggling with deep hidden insecurities and feeling like I could never quite reach my potential, I discovered that the key to kingdom success is having a rooted kingdom identity, a fortified mindset, and the courage to take relentless action in spite of struggles. It is my mission to help you pick up the mantle of your calling full of confidence in knowing who you are and what you are destined to do. Here on the podcast, we will have discussions that will empower you, strengthen your leadership skills, help you connect and serve the people God called you to lead, and give you the tools to build a kingdom lifestyle that you love and honors God. So are you ready to receive clarity, coaching, and divine downloads so you can be the woman God called you to be? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the She's Calling Confident podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I am joined by none other than my husband. We're already having <laughs> the giggles here. Um, but I wanted to celebrate a huge milestone in our relationship. Um, actually, today, the release of the podcast episode in the United States, uh, we are celebrating what is called the Valentine Valentine's Day. And on that day, a few years ago, how many years ago? Was it 18? I think now. <laughs> um, we were in high school, and that's when we, when he asked me out. That's when we started dating. And so I wanted to come on here and just celebrate the moment, but also share with you a little bit about our stories behind the scenes. And we might be giggling here, but I, I don't. I want it to be as raw as possible and authentic as possible, just to give you a little bit behind the scenes. So. Um, Thank you so much for being on the podcast, my love.
1: Yep. How's everybody doing?
0: (laughs) Okay. So the first question that I have here is how did we meet? So I'll let you give your version and then I'll give my version.
1: Okay. Um, well, for me, it was very funny because, uh, I just happened to eye you from across the way and, uh, uh. I was walking with a friend and I was like, who is that? And the friend was like excited when I asked because he had you for a class. And so he said he was going to put in a good word. And then that's when he was setting it up for us to meet. And then we met.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I remember my friend um, coming up to me and when he came up to me, he was like Yolanda, and then he started walking like with this swagger, with this like this side by side, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Because he's never spoken to me that way. And then he he used like urban language, and I was like, what in the world is he saying? He's like, my friend wants to talk to you and everything. And I was like, oh okay. So at first I didn't really. Um, put too much attention to that right and then um he followed up a few days ago and then kind of set everything up with a date and then we met each other and um and I would say our relationship started off semi-slow in the beginning would you agree
1: (laughs) yeah for sure started off um I would say for uh, at least for me pretty awkward you know trying to get comfortable and and Speaking to you, I, I think there's it, it was something interesting because I think that I I in my mind made up that I wanted you to be different than any of the girls I had spoken to previously. And so I think that's why it was awkward, because uh I I was already having ideas and plans like, OK, let's make this one work. And for the other ones, it wasn't it wasn't that so. I would say yeah that's probably why it started off pretty slow
0: how did you know that like I was the one for you and I'll answer it and like how did I know you were the one for me
1: well I guess at that stage you know nobody knows um I I just made that decision uh I wanted to to be different and so that's what changed my perspective and as far as making it work. I, I guess I, in, in my mind, I can pre- be pretty um, convicted about rules or boundaries I set for myself. So if I told myself that I want to make this work, then that's, that's what's going to be in my mind. And so I would try to do my best to do that. And so I just did a few little different things that I normally would do because I was trying to make it work. And so I guess that kind of grew and flourished into something that was more that was uh, that kind of changed my mind to putting you in that category of you could be the one.
0: So was there like ever a time that like you knew like I was the one that God,
1: you know, I don't really think uh, I ever, (laughs) ever thought in those terms like like I don't know, like an absolute or or where I had a future power trip where I was like thinking like, uh, you know, this is the one for the rest of my life. I, I guess time told that story more than me thinking about that story. And then after, you know, obviously after being together, I would say four years, it's just like, okay, yeah, this is this is the one that that uh I'm gonna say it like this. This is the one that I choose, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Which brings on my comment here. I'm a very romantic person and very fairy tale fantasy land, and I would have loved to have been like, oh my gosh, we have like the most sweetest, uh, romantic fairy tale encounter, revelation from God. But this is the reality, right? The reality is that and and I I'm going to have to agree with you that I think time confirmed a lot of things in our relationship. I think maturity and just being with each other for such a long time since we were in high school just allowed that process to be like this is the design that God, you know, God brought us together um to broken uh teenagers um and then just created a home. Uh but God made you know what I mean? Our, our imperfectness work with each other. In those beginning stages of when you began to like give your life to Christ, how would you say like our relationship like began to grow or like change in those moments?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our relationship at that time, keep it 100. Our relationship at that time was not good. Part of the reason why, you know, we started going to God, you know, I, obviously I know Andre was a big part of that. Um, also
0: and Andre's our son, by the way. Yeah.
1: And so uh, I would say that, that, that kind of guided us. Cause I remember I, I always share this story where we had the talk at the table and I, I posed God the question. And so that's part of my testimony. But I would say that after coming to God, things change because, you know, there, there's obviously a focus point on the relationship That's bigger than ourselves. So it's always easier when there's that common ground and that common ground is the greatest thing in in our lives, which, you know, brings everything together. And so once we've got on that common ground, you know, we could start seeing some things um, eye to eye.
0: Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a journey Um, and I know you've heard so much about my story Um, and my husband, you know, not, you know, he has his own story that God has brought him through. But, um, I remember when we first moved in with each other, I kind of had a realization moment that now we laugh about it, but I was, um, you know, we both grew up in the same town, but I was a lot more city-ish. And when we moved in together, I was like, what in the world? (laughs) like if we were like night and day different like i was like this guy is so country <laughs> and i remember i was like oh my goodness and that was like one of the first moments where it's like a big drastic difference but i think i i it's such an appreciation of learning from somebody who is so different from you and not only that from the transition of not actively serving god then we were we got married um, and then we became pregnant with Andre and that was the moment for me that I was like, absolutely not. I have to go back to Christ because now we have to raise a, a son. Now we're raising a family. Right. And so, um, so that was like a, a huge transition because even though like we decided to dedicate our life to God, there were still a lot of areas in me that need maturity and healing and, uh, and that, which, Brings me to like the next point. What do you feel was a pivotal moment in our marriage where things began to shift in the positive manner?
1: I think in a positive manner, uh, things shift when, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, when God became the the center. And then when we started communicating, uh, obviously we had, um, if you would want to call them arguments and stuff like that. But there were discussions that always pushed us forward. They weren't discussions that left us in a cycle that that we couldn't grow or mature from, uh, compromise, m- open up a space for tolerance in this area of whatever we were talking about. So th- all of those conversations uh, make a great stepping stone for the positive, for going forward, for allowing God to be the center. And then every conversation for me, I I, I try to do my best. Uh, because I'm the head of the, of the relationship. I try to do my best to even have those conversations in the spirit, um, because that will, uh, allow me to speak a little bit more that's not in my flesh. And so I, I try to do that and, and, I and I try my best, and this is very, very difficult for me. I try to be vulnerable to my wife, um, because I can't be with, with anybody else that's you know i want her to be my best friend and know everything about me mm-hmm. and that it is difficult for me to get emotional for certain things um you know obviously laughter and and all of that those emotions and anger i, I guess you would say as a man are, are are easy but you know when it comes to the sentimental stuff uh that's difficult because i was raised with Uh, my father and my two brothers one younger one older and so you know I had to I had to duke it out with the older brother I had to duke it out with the younger brother I had to basically you know try to uh you know always looking to please my father also and then from there you brought up the country part you know being on the farm out there you always had to be hard and so I would say that in an emotional level for a man, like that's, that's difficult for me, but you know, like I said, having those conversations allow for growth. And I think that's where those steps that were taken,
0: you know, and I, I appreciate you so much, my love. Like I, I know that you said that it's difficult for you, but I feel like one of the things I've always appreciated of you is your understanding and sitting down and being so patient with me and actually talking to me, even though, um, you know, like you said, communication is hard for you, but you would just, you would sit there and have patience with me and allow me to probably say majority of the talking. <laughs> but I, this, you know, one of the things I appreciate is you always uh, being willing and available to talk to me. I feel like my pivotal moment in this marriage goes back to 2017, um, you have mentioned, like, leading the household. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel like before 2017, I wasn't allowing you to be the leader that God has called you to be in this family. I felt like I was trying to run the show. Um, and we've had, uh, 2017 was a year uh, where God has taken me through, like, um the desert and took a lot of things away from my life. And I know my, our marriage was not in the best place right there, but fi- like we've, he physically um, removed us from a location and put us into a new location where it kind of left me feeling very alone. And, but it also allowed me to allow you to make decisions for the family um, at that scale and at that level for the first time. But I honestly feel that at that point when I was so low um, and finally allowing myself to be the wife that God created me to be and allowing you to take on your role as a leader of the household, I feel like that was a pivotal moment in our marriage, in our household, that even though we could have arguments, even though I could disagree with you, at the core of it, like I trust you. And at the core of it, you are the leader. Of this household and I am willing to submit but I had to be I had to God had to force me to submit to you um, but I am very thankful for that process because we are here now <laughs> yeah um, which brings me to the next point the role of a husband and wife I you have so much wisdom in this um, give us a little bit about your insight your thoughts um, because the devil is after destroying marriages and um, Talk to, talk to us a little bit about role of a husband and a wife.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think the enemy has done a very, very good job at reversing roles. Um, and that's very divisive in families. I think one, one of the biggest actions that I see the devil take constantly, and this, this is not just in marriage that I think this is, this is in all things, uh, is when you notice somebody being divisive, causing some type of division, it's th- that is not of God. There, this goes in in relationships. This goes in in religions. This goes in culture. This is in everything. If you find somebody being divisive, um, I think your your alert antennas, your discernment should be should be peaking and so I believe that that the devil has convinced culture and and everything that's pushed on uh in Hollywood and social media and and as far as it goes uh I believe that that has taken on a a whole life of its own and that is what's driving young women in in everything to become married, but to want to live the way that they see uh TV doing it and and it's and it's kind of interesting because sometimes in a like some of these young people can grow up in a father with a father and a mother in the home, but they want to keep up with the Kardashians <laughs> and they may live the marriage, or want to live a marriage like the way that they're married and we see how their marriages go. Um, and I'm not saying that to to bash out, bash anybody, point out anybody, but these roles are so important and it it's taboo, but we have to go with the scripture, say, and the scripture talks about all these things, which is interesting. And if we would be, alert and we would read the word of God that I believe that it explains it to us that and and I believe that it's tough for women I'm not saying that it's not tough for women because I see that it's a big sacrifice that a woman has to make to kind of put an agenda aside her agenda aside for her family and it's like family first and and everything and that's what it is for men also and, and there's pros and cons to, to all of it. But I think when Christ is a sinner, you could absolutely come together and make sure that the family is a sinner. Or, or excuse me, that Christ is a sinner and the family is under Christ. And then everything else is going to be ministry or whatever. But I think the role of a wife has to be submissive. And that's, that's also difficult. I I think the role of a wife is to, to listen to the husband. And I'm not saying listen as in where he's given instruction to be obedient. I'm saying listen to, to, and this is kind of what we're going through right now is listen to what he's saying, but with a posture, like you, you actually want to hear and and you're not going to reverse it to get him to apologize to you for the way that he feels because it's okay for for a wife to share all of her emotions, all of her feelings, but the moment that a husband does, it's it's like it's his fault for everything and 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 I think that that that's also designed uh, in turn and I'm not and and I hope nobody feels bad for this, but in turn it it, it it's partly like victimhood where and then for the guys, I, I think, like I mentioned earlier, for guys' role, I think it's we have to, if we're to make our wife our best friend, we have to get out of what we're locked in, which for me was sharing more emotion, um, being what they would say now these days, emotionally intelligent to just share how you feel. If Sometimes if we don't share how we feel, I believe that it's a detriment and it's it's going to build up over time and and... It's not healthy, and so for all the kings out there, it's it's time to get real with your lady, and try to uh, try to iron things out. You know what I mean? Like she should have your heart. If you if you're married already, then you don't have to doubt she's the one. You know that that's it, and we got to make it work. And so don't let the devil divide you. Don't let the devil destroy you. Don't let the don't sit in your thoughts with your partner. As, as if they're the bad guy or the bad woman, the bad girl. It all has to be worked out. I, I don't believe that um, separation should be an option. And, you know, Jesus speaks to that, that uh, that we should look not. And so for for myself and, and my wife, I, I always try to convey that, that, you know, the, m- my eyes aren't wandering. I'm not looking. And so this is it and you got to make it work. And so I'm hoping that the husbands and the wives out there would take a look into your partner's eyes and you would say, we're going to make it work no matter what, regardless of, uh, of how you feel or maybe some past or whatever went on, it's, it's time to, to just move forward.
0: Yeah. Amen. And, you know, we're just in a season right now of growing as well. And uh, and the whole concept of being a, a partner who listens. And I know that husband and I, we we, defi- we definitely have conversations where we need to hear each other out. We need to know each other's love languages and feed onto that. Um, we had mentioned the role as a wife as, as submissive. And I kind of wanted to expand on that because that is a concept that becomes a little bit difficult. Um... I, I honor my husband. I submit to my husband and I, it's not difficult for me now to fall under the role of a woman because that is the natural design that God created for me, that God created for a woman. But it also takes a level of vulnerability and for me to feel safe for you to lead me. And I, I want to, my heart goes out to wives who don't feel that level of safety or who maybe their partner does not actively serve God, Jarrell. And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts around that. Because, you know, in order for to be a, a fully submitted wife, you also need to feel like you can submit to a leader.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But I believe if you want to live different, even if your husband isn't serving I believe that uh, your submission should be the same. I don't believe that it you're because he's not serving God. You're not going to submit because if you're not submitting, you're not being in the role that God's called you to. Regardless, if your husband isn't serving, now by submitting and by knowing what his love language is and serving him in that and and going above and beyond because, you know, sometimes I, I, and I'm speaking for myself, sometimes people can see your relationship as a competition with your partner. And that, and I think it, it, that's, that's not smart because if your partner is able to go up in any, uh, level at all whether it be financial whether it be uh uh, mental like they're you know they're growing in education whatever it may be it's not taking you down it's building up the whole family and so i think that we should stop looking at each other as competition and we could start looking at each other as if you're going up i'm going up we're one And so we push you, we can push each other and we can, and we can grow together and, and flourish and everything. And so I would challenge if, if you're a wife, I would challenge you to not just in word only, just make a small commitment to yourself and say, Hey, I know my husband's love language. Let me just do it for a little bit to see what's his response to see what's his what's his action after that and just serve just serve in in that submissive let uh let him take lead on things maybe that you haven't let him take lead on in the past ask him a question pose him a question uh something that you would normally do and maybe he wanted uh to say something and and maybe pop in and ask him real quick to say, to see what his thoughts were. And, and then when he makes that decision, let him guide you. Uh, And, and I think that we should definitely all get out of the, I told you so phase, because I I believe that that's, it's not good for anybody. Uh, It's, it's very immature, even though it feels good to say (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we got we to gotta let all that stuff go. If we're going to actually uh, grow together and you want something that's flourishing, you want to live in the honeymoon, um, because I, I know you do because everybody wants to. And, and man, when you're with your wife or your husband and, and you guys are, are honeymooning, it's it's like every time you look at each other, you guys begin to smile because it's just like, this is my favorite person. This is the person I want to be around. You're, you're, you're not... Pausing to go home, um, or anything like that, you know what I mean. You're just like, "Hey, I got, I got to get home. There's someone special there, and and I know they're waiting on me. So, that would be my challenge, is just to, to submit and serve, even though your husband might not be, doing it. But I, I would, I would want to know the reaction.
0: I love that. Hmm. <laughs> you made me smile throughout this conversation. I love how you mentioned the competition part. And I feel um like oh my goodness, this makes me a little bit emotional. I just want to honor you so much as my husband because um this min this ministry, this business, she's called in confident. Um, you know, to the listener, to to uh to you who've been listening to this podcast for so many years. Um, it wouldn't be able to happen without the support and approval of my husband. Um and I and I, I want to honor you, Gerald, because you you have allowed me um to just be able to use my voice on some of the things that God has highlighted to me and and never have you felt intimidated or or any of that, but more so, you lift you lift me up and you boost me up and you just want like the best for this community. You want the best for me and, and it's the same with with you know with me. I I want to see you success and flourish and all that God has for you and also me as, as your support and help me. It, you know what I mean? It's it's a challenge, ladies. It is not it's it's not easy and sometimes I feel like oh my goodness like. Um, the enemy tried to creep in as like, man, I wish I, I could have been better for my husband or I wish this, I wish that. But God has called me to be his wife and his helped me. And he has called you to be your husband's help me exactly the way you are. So don't let the enemy play with your mind when it comes down to that. And I just wanted to honor you. And on behalf of everybody, thank you. Thank you. Um, so top marriage advice.
1: The top marriage advice that I would give would be to, this is going to be difficult. All of it's difficult. To be patient. That's going to be very key. To learn how to be understanding. I would say be slow to speak and quick to listen. Just because they're the closest person to you, I don't think gives us an excuse to Speak just speak out the way that we feel. I believe that we still should filter through the Holy Ghost. I believe that you know I come from a loud family, and you know my dad used to hoop and holler and and make all kind of noises in the house, and that's just how he was. You know, screaming was our 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 normal speaking, but we we have to be different. And I think in order for marriages to flourish both partners have to understand that is don't get caught up in what you see on social media because the statistics show that most people that show themselves happy on social media are, are doing the worst and the people who are on social media the less uh do better. Um I, I would say that there's there's definitely truth to that. And so don't get caught up with seeing somebody and thinking that they're completely happy. So I would say all of those things that I've mentioned, just break them down, speak to each other correctly. I've seen people before that just always say things how they feel. And and I the uh, I watch the destruction behind them because they leave everybody offended and wounded. And that's the same thing that happens in a marriage is is if you if you just got to go out there and this is who I am and this is the way God made me and accept it or whatever, I believe that you, you're going to be in a lot of trouble just because you're you're destroying everybody around you with your words because there's life and death and the power of the tongue. And and your kids pick all that up too. And, and if you're going to raise up young spiritual warriors, you, you don't want them to experience that. You don't want to wound them with your words or anything. And so this is the last thing I'm going to leave off with is my wife will ask me something. And sometimes I forget to respond to say, Give me a second and I just won't respond. And it, she was and she would be like, Are you did you hear me? Are you listening? Were you gonna say something? And it's not that I don't wanna say anything, it's that I'm processing what my next words are because I would like for them to be um very clear, but also I wouldn't wanna create something that could have been avoided. I don't need to create another problem on top of what's being posed to me. I, I would like to bring clarity. I would like to bring spiritual guidance in it if I can.
0: Yeah. I like what you said. I would say honor the design that God has given you in this partnership. Um, because God does not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you said about the patience and the communication and be willing to to grow with one another and give each other that space to make mistakes and grace. I know I am in the process of just really trying to practice that and having grace with my husband. And and, and he's giving me a lot of space to heal through some of the things that are um, surfing, surfacing up lately. Um, but I am so happy with the partner God has given me. And in our growth and our ministry and where he's heading, and I just wanted to end with a with a prayer, but also one last question, Jarrell. This is maybe just a fun thing for the listener. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that they might not know about me, but that you see behind the scenes?
1: I think a lot of people do know you. You know, one thing that I've that I enjoy about us is. For the most part, what you see is what you get. We we can have discussions on the fly, that you know maybe somebody might think as is, is uh could be friction between us, but we're just communicating. It's not in a way that's that that we're arguing or anything, but I think that when we're when, when we're communicating, that's that's the way it is too because um we don't we both don't don't have a habit of raising our voice and, and that's 100% amazing. Um, behind the scenes, I really can't, can't say that there's much. Um, I would, if I could say anything, I believe that everybody knows your, you, like you mentioned your city and your, you like all the shiny lights and, and, and all of that stuff. But, um, you're you're a a girly girl and i guess if if they don't know anything i guess you're like 10 percent more girly girl with me when we're alone
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely i love to be just i love to be in the design god has given me with with my partner and i i just believe it allows you to be um the husband god has called you to be as well um, I just wanted to take you behind the scenes a little bit of me and Jarrell very unfiltered very relaxed setting and I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode we are celebrating 17-18 years being together it's such a huge milestone and I thought what other like what other to celebrate this than with my podcast community because he's been such a pillar behind the scenes in this brand and the growth of this ministry so my sis i'm gonna leave us with a prayer and a beautiful blessing if any of this spoke to you please please let me know on social media on instagram or facebook the links are below um and so with uh, with all that let me let me let let me close this in a prayer father god i pray right now for the listener wherever she is at whatever Jorel or myself have shared in her partnership with her marriage i pray that you bless her marriage in any struggles or communication or just the hardship of what it is to build a relationship with somebody who who can be so different from you but you design for each other to be together give her hope that her marriage can can be something beautiful can be a partnership that they can do ministry together and support one another in the perfect design that you have called both of them to be. Lord, I pray a beautiful anointed calling upon the listener and her family. Allow her to steward her family, steward her her relationships well. So that you can open doors that no man can shut. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my love, for being on the podcast.